2: senor i would like the
0: pollo ranchero por favor I'm just gonna pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll <laughs> all right welcome to the latest edition of the fpl america podcast this is david smith and scott by god i hope and hope and pray that we don't have to start this freaking pot over again <laughs> <Scott>. my lord <laughs> i am not on the game tonight i guys scott Go ahead and tell us. Well, if we were live streaming this right now, honestly, it'd be the biggest crap show of all time.
1: I actually think people would stop listening to us.
0: It's, it's been my lack of sleep the last couple of nights. Showing, mm-hmm. it's a grind, it's, it's a struggle. It's true. Honestly, anyone listening to anything I say more than normal should just do the opposite of whatever I say. You'll probably come out the better.
2: Okay. Brian Shesko. Scott Weavey.
1: Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. It is the holiday weekend. Uh, holiday season has kicked off. Uh, it's been busy for us. We're recording this a little bit later, Tuesday night, later than we normally do. So we are going to do everything we can, Dave's rant aside, to keep this shorter and sweeter than usual. Yes, long-time listener, I know we've said that many times in the past, and it's never actually happened in the end, but we're going to do our best to make that happen today so that we can get this episode out to you at our usual time, despite our later recording. We are coming in. A couple of days removed, almost two days removed now from game week ten, we're going to review that and look ahead to game week eleven. Season keeps rolling right along, and game week ten was a—it was a grind itself. This was a bit of a struggle for a lot of people. The average score in game week ten was forty-four points, which is not the greatest, and it was in the twenties and thirties after Saturday and Sunday. So this was a this was a grind of a weekend in terms of FPL, and so we're going to cover that. What matters what you can ignore as we look ahead to Game Week 11. Can we get on with this already?
2: Yeah, let's get on to talking about what we have.
1: All right, let's look at the Dream Team, first of all. Uh, tell me if you owned any of these guys for Game Week 10 who made their way into the Dream Team 11. For goalkeeper, let's start with Sam Johnstone of West Brom. Who? Bad Oh, start. stop it. Bad start. You See know who he is. And he was the highest-scoring goalkeeper with 11 points. You know what it was? He played Sheffield. That's, that's what happened. There were three defenders in the Dream Team. Two of them play for Manchester City. Crazy. Ben Mendy and Kyle Walker.
2: They were joined by West Ham's Angelo Ogbonna. My favorite thing of the week is that is that Mendy played and scored. I my love fa- it.
0: My favorite thing of the week was Kyle Walker's Trent Alexander-Arnold early throw-in, reminiscent of TAA's early kick in the Champions League match against Barcelona and one of the greatest comebacks of all time. Kyle Walker was not even close to the line and, and saw Mares, because you can't be offsides on a throw-in. For any of those people who don't know the fine details, on a throw-in, you cannot be offsides. Mares sprints past, catches Burnley sleeping, because Walker is 10 yards off the line. Walker launches it to him. It's one of the, one of the smartest quick plays I've seen this season.
1: I want to be that guy. But as he's talking to us about the finer details, mm-hmm. he said offsides. Oh yeah. Anyway. Uh <laughs> I loved Ogbana's poster of a headed goal. Yeah, what a way to kick off that match. That was a that was a great a great goal there. Moving into the midfield, of course, uh when you score five, you know, when you put up a team wide A blinken on Burnley, which we'll talk a lot about when we and get honestly, to that match. Yeah. It was an honest Abe for Man City. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot of people in the dream team. Red Mares is the top scorer among all players. The hat. Joined in the midfield by Pedro Neto of Wolves, Jared Bowen of West Ham, and wouldn't you know it, JWP. Your boy. Of Southampton. Listen, if you want to own JWP, then go for it. That's fine.
0: Scott, all he is, your boy is sixth in the Premier League scoring.
1: That's fine. And you no, know how he's fifth, done it?
0: fifth. He's fifth. Five
1: fifth fifth in five. overall or midfielder scoring
0: overall midfielder scoring
1: okay so in that in that position <laughs> yeah well, well done thank
2: you for your clarity the top of the fifth of all scorers that are midfielders in all scoring for the for those people exactly yes.
1: you know he's done that in 3 matches every other match all other 7 matches have been twos and threes and that is exactly my point as i told the listener ben Shout out to you. Had a wonderful conversation on social media during the matches this past weekend. A former JWP owner, and even though he's on the, he's on the dream team. yeah, burned. No, listen, it was a bad beat for Ben, but listen, stay the course. It's going to be better. Your life, the quality of life is going to be better by having come off of the JWP roller coaster.
0: You're not on the emotional roller coaster, is that what you're saying? As I
1: told Ben, JWP is an emotional roller coaster, and I lack the strength to ride it. Right. If you
2: didn't love me at my twos threes you don't get to love me in my 17s and that's fine (laughs) i'm okay with that
0: that to someone before go ahead
2: Uh, okay three forwards (laughs) making the dream team
1: ensign cavani of manchester united look at him top scoring forward after playing just one half what if he played a whole match and then two forwards from newcastle
0: two forwards from
1: newcastle Callum wilson and joe linton
0: cavani uh dude's good well he's he's Dude's good, and the dude's been good for a long time.
1: Yeah, but now he's been good in the Premier
2: League for a half,
0: and uh, that's a good start, Scott. You got to start somewhere. You
2: got to start with your normal starting striker being sick.
0: Is he sick? Is Mar- he ill?
2: Martial, Martial, Martial,
0: Mar- Mar- I- Mar- I- Mar- I- Yeah, or, well, he was. Or he- is he getting it, Scott? You kind of when we this is our fourth recording of this pod, Scott. <laughs> in one of the other ones, you. You made a comment like, "Is he actually sick?" In like, or is he getting beat up for his position? And then, and I, I said earlier, but it was so good I had to say it again. Uh, Ryan, is he Ozil? Uh,
2: that's <laughs> true. You did say that well, earlier.
1: I actually, I hated it the first time, and I hate it more the second time. <laughs> it's fascinating. I,
0: um, I,
2: I understand what you're saying. I can't
0: wait to record I, this for a tenth time and try to say <laughs> that again.
2: I don't, Please, think, no. I don't think I don't think it's like that. I don't I don't think there's there's
0: no Ozellish. No. I mean, you if, I,
2: How many people are jumping on uh, Cavani already? How many transfers in? I mean, that's I mean, I'm sure it, I'm sure it's gotta plenty. Start
1: to be, you got to start thinking about it. Oh sure, if he's going to be in form, like, if this is the start of form, I get it.
0: But and here's the thing: it's just like Liverpool and anyone else, in and Chelsea for that matter. Oh, I can't
1: wait to hear this point. Go ahead.
0: All the matches there's so many, like, oh yeah so you could easily have yeah. Cavani and Martial swapping games, everyone playing once a week, feeling pretty good about true. themselves. true,
1: I mean, Raheem Sterling seems to be a champions league guy and and that could be the same thing for Martial for United champions. for you know a couple yeah for a couple more weeks for as long as that's going to last. who no. knows I'm not going to cavani i'm not I'm not doing it, but you know for those who do. Maybe well, just, maybe it, it, maybe it pays off for a couple of weeks. Just, I, I mean, he played 45 minutes here.
2: I was gonna say, I think. I mean, even if uh, up to this point he's been subbing on later. So, I mean, if you want to, if you want to take the chance that Cavani somehow gets to, you know, gets to poach a goal at the end of a match, I guess that's uh, that's something that can happen. Why not? We really want to throw a dart, throw a dart at uh, Cavani. Why not? <laughs> that is exactly what it's, it's going to be it's like. It's not
0: a horrible dart.
2: He's eighto. Oh, I mean, there's a... yeah, that's a really expensive guy for 20 minutes a match.
0: Well,
1: and it's but... also that weird price point for midfield and forward.
2: Yeah, I don't think I don't know why you. Would can, do. you I don't well, know. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know why you'd have him from Bamford to it's him. It's not
0: worth it this year, not with the other forwards out there. No, for um,
2: sure. the Newcastle strikers, even with a postponed match this week, it's not stopping 200,000 people from bringing in Callum Wilson. Well, and I'm guessing they did not uh, know that
1: he was uh, in a postponed match when that happened. In fact, as we again as we sit here Tuesday night, uh, word just came in earlier today. Aston Villa-Newcastle is going to be postponed. We don't know as we sit here if that's still going to be a part of game week 11.
0: It was supposed to be on Friday. They might try to bump it to maybe like the next Wednesday. There, there, there's a somewhat of a new norm, it seems like in sports, after five days of a positive test or whatever, if you test negative, then you're okay to play. Yeah. So I think there's thoughts that they might try to stretch it out to sure. Wednesday. But as
1: we sit here, it's a nine-match game coming up in game week 11. Now that made me... And there's a
0: lot of people that own Villa players. Sure. Yeah, and yeah, and for sure. Look, there's some Callum Wilson owners out there as well. Right there's I mean, Brian. There could a, be a lot of Joe Linton owners.
2: Who knows? If you jump on, the, might, this might be the time. Forget the Cavani bandwagon. You want to get in on the Joe Linton train? Well, <laughs> all I, aboard. Can I give you a very brief manager quote of the week?
1: Yeah, oh, sure. Wow. It came. It came on Friday night. Okay. It came from Steve Bruce.
2: Then, then uh, of
1: course we need it. I mean, I think he's he's riding the Joe Linton train. He said, "We're starting to see the best of Joe Linton now." Yeah, I was well,
0: gonna say. I think all it took was one game.
2: Joe Linton. All, all it season. took was two years in one all game. All
0: season. <laughs> Joe Linton
2: finally got sick of people saying he's not a real striker. He took seven shots in this match, and it's the most that anyone took in the Premier League this week. So, and he got I, one. He got and one. And in. he got one to go in, and it, in the most exciting three minutes in England from minutes 89 to minutes 9 minute 92. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, so
1: let me go back to my question and wrap up the point first about the dream team. Did do did either of you own anyone from that 11 I mentioned in the dream team? No.
2: No. Can I tell you what I did though? Yes. I mean, this the reason why I say nothing was more exciting than Benjamin Mendy scoring a goal is that Benjamin Mendy came in uh in place of Cancelo. Yeah. Who I After, who I minus Ford to bring to bring in this week uh,
0: horrible beat Brian
2: oh it's a ho- yeah it was a horrible move I still finished the oh, no, no, no. I'm I not,
0: still, I'm not questioning your no. move there is no way to know that that would happen right but
2: you got that's a
0: horrible beat you got pepped hard. Uh, yeah I got you I got get pepped
2: yeah I got pepped I got pepped really hard and it was awesome because the player of course you know I had to bench someone I benched Reese James. So I ended up getting the points anyway from Reese James, who I would have played anyway if I had not made that transfer. Although the the other move I would have made would have been to uh, I, I said it last week was going to be uh, to bring in Vardy, and if I had bought if I had brought Vardy, and I easily would have captained okay. him this week. So. I Still would have been mad, yeah. <laughs> um, but either way, uh, it was not great to see uh, Mendy not only play but play and do well on the side that Cancelo would have been playing on, and that Mendy, yeah, s- scores a goal uh, from there.
1: I mean, it was a grind all weekend. I didn't own any of these 11 guys either, and I think that's why you know the average score. I was surprised it got into the 40s, it did, it got to 44 uh but it was it was rough going there for most of the weekend, and this dream team is obviously evidence as to as to why that happened, looking back now at game week eleven, just for a moment, so we have nine matches. Dave, I know you have already made your free transfer. I have done the same as I sit here as well. Mine was induced by the postponement announcement today, but yours came already earlier during the game week while it was still happening. Right. Tell us what you did.
0: Well, I, I transferred out after Sunday. It, it was looking like uh, a lot of people were moving to Mendy. Eduardo Mendy. Ed, There's a lot Ed, of Mendy's Edward. in the league now. The goalkeeper Mendy.
2: Edward Mendy.
0: Goalkeeper Mendy.
2: From Chelsea Football from Club. From Chelsea
0: Football Club, who has turned into club, not cub. <laughs> He's not a bear. Uh, who has Frank has turned his team into the clean sheeters. They can now be called the Chelsea Clean Sheeters. Yeah, it
2: just won't stop.
0: Mm. It seems odd.
1: I hope that nickname doesn't stick. I
0: don't trust it, but Scott, at this point, I'm all in. Because I have Zuma, Chilwell, and now Eduardo Mendy. And I know a lot of people will say, my brother leading the way. (sighs) That's his name from now on. That is insane.
1: Maybe he found a different goalkeeper in FPL to own. Uh, what's interesting is he has the same letters as Eduardo. It's just rearranged differently. It's fine. Well, everyone knows who you mean. We'll move on. What the hell is his name? It doesn't matter. let right I Let's call him Ed. I also added my name to the Emiliano Martinez fire sale. And I actually went through and looked. I had four tenths in the bank. Okay. And with Martinez's price up, you know, he'd gone up a few tenths. And so that opened up the five and 5.1 goalkeepers uh, available to me yeah. to pick from. And so I looked at Mendy. I looked at Leno, Yeah. Because he's had good weeks for well, Arsenal. Well, as we
0: record, Mendy is now 5-2. There
1: you go. I... Well, I was doing it this afternoon before right. the prices went right, up. Right. He was still one when I was looking at him. Yep. I did not go to Mendy. I did not go to Lino. You went to McCarthy. I did not go to Fabianski, although I wanted yeah, to. But
2: I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't.
1: Ultimately, what made me not go to Fabianski, and it was who my knee-jerk reaction was Lucas Fabianski.
0: Love, I love what you're about to say because we've said it four times tonight. Yes.
1: Uh, you'd think yeah, I'd no, so be no, smoother no, in my delivery by no, now. No,
0: no, no. I'm interrupting. Go ahead.
1: All right. So the first two matchups, though, are against Bruno and right. Patrick Bamford sure. in the next two weeks, and right. I own both those guys, right. and I don't have plans to send them out. Yep. So I did not bring in Lucas Fabianski. Instead, I looked at the matchups for Alex McCarthy, and I really liked the matchups that are coming up, partly because they're really good, and partly because you don't have I don't any... have attackers on any of those teams. I so love it. I, next... love
0: that, that, um, I love that setup. I love that you were able to look at that and say, like, oh man, this lines up perfectly.
1: Ma- next three are Brighton, Sheffield, and Arsenal. Those are decent, the first two especially, decent matchups, and I don't have attackers in any of those three squads. City comes next, and I don't like the matchup, but currently I don't have a City player in my squad. Fulham after that, don't have a Fulham attacker, and West Ham is the sixth matchup from now, and I have Sochek, but who knows about that, six matches from now. Sure. So for the next six matches, I I like the fact that I'm going to have a goalkeeper that I can play without a conflict of interest in my own squad.
0: I love that. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well done to you. Thank and you. And
2: I would just say, I mean, through through a little more than half of the Manchester United match, I think everyone was kind of wondering if away or any match against uh, Southampton was uh, more than gray. Mm-hmm. Like a, like gray approaching uh, a soft red. And then, um, well, Fergie time happened. and <laughs> Manchester United <laughs> uh, drops three on him in the second half and then... So we forgot all about how good um, Saints defense was up to that point.
1: By the way, the best part about that whole thing that I haven't said yet is by going from Martinez to McCarthy, not only do I have a goalkeeper that as we sit here is actually going to play, no conflicts of interest for the next six matches, I gained a tenth in my bank because McCarthy, four six. Yes. Right? So now I've got a half a pound in the bank. Let's go through game week 10 and discuss the things that we usually do. We've already mentioned this first match quite a bit. This was the Friday match, Crystal Palace nil, Newcastle 2. We've already mentioned the two gentlemen, the goal scorers, the gentleman who made the dream team, and the manager who loves them both but especially loves him some Joe Linton, Steve Bruce.
2: Yeah, I just I think that there's nothing about this that, that was surprising other than it was two goals at the very end.
1: I forgot Callum Wilson as, was coming I, back. As
2: soon as Callum Wilson was on the on the sheet, you just think you you think that Newcastle probably has the advantage. I would say, as bad as they've been well, yeah, playing against a Zaha, a Zaha, exactly. No Zaha at yeah. uh, yeah. Crystal Palace, and you know, even though they left it late, you know, they still got they you know, obviously got the result that they would prefer. You know, Palace is presumably getting Wolf Zaha back next. You know, for West Brom, uh, Zaha is going to drop and drop again. Before the before the end of this week, I I just assuming Zaha comes back and is normal. You'd want this was this was like the tail end of why everyone was buying him a a month ago. So losing him for these matches like what were positive matchups really stinks. But for whatever reason, if you're hanging on to him, like you love that they're playing against West Brom, like you love that you have him for that. I think that, you know, obviously assume that he can get something for you uh, this weekend.
1: I have no plans to transfer out a forward. My forwards currently are Kane, DCL, and Bamford. But I get why one hundred and eighty thousand plus yeah, people brought in Callum Wilson.
0: I, I started the year with him. I yeah. had Calvert Lewin, Callum Wilson, and Bamford. I yeah. just
1: say that's that's the double edged sword of of being quick triggered on the transfers. Right, right now he's not I mean, playing in mean, game. From from if to you,
0: Kane, if right? you find so,
1: out, like, no, but I'm saying like. Those people that did that were hoping to benefit by getting an Aston Villa matchup in game week eleven, right?
0: Fair. And now
1: they're not, as we sit here, and that sucks because you want, like, you want to avoid price rises. No doubt, his price has probably gone up since the game week.
2: uh, I don't know. It's still it was holding strong at six five going into going into the match or coming out of the match so far. Okay. And you know, who knows? I mean, as as of you know, as of right this moment. There's nothing concrete. It's, you know, it's to be confirmed at some point in the future, you yeah. know, when it will be rescheduled. To be
1: confirmed, right. You might. we <laughs> yeah. might
2: find out that it is in this game week. If you do find that out, Newcastle coming up are at Villa, home to West Brom, at Leeds, and back home to Fulham. Those are four matches that Callum Wilson can easily thrive yeah. in uh, against these, you know, against these kind of... And Club. that's
1: why it's it's a bad beat. It's not a dumb mass move because you want to jump on that. You want to get ahead yeah. of any price increases. And honestly, I would have been in that if I was in the market for a forward, and I'd be feeling what everyone is feeling. Instead, the postponement happens, and I get to respond to the postponement by sending out Martinez. That's just, that's just dumb luck sometimes that, that happens in FPL.
2: Um, though, unless there's anything else pressing in this match. There's, I mean, other than, other than Zaha coming back, Jamal Lewis is now probably your most useful low-priced defender. Agree
0: completely. Is
2: he's four-three, that... he's yep. which I'm, I was shocked to see that he's down to four-three. He was pretty good here. You know, took you know, put his only shot on target, created a couple chances for his for his teammates, and you love that, especially now. Like we'll get to Wolves and talk about Kilman. Kilman was benched, and kind of what the strategy is there for Wolves going forward. But Jamal Lewis. It's probably the most stable, performing, low price defender until one of those cheap uh, Crystal Palace guys finds their way back into the lineup for, for them.
1: It's nice to have a free transfer when you have a sudden postponement of a match where you don't have a goalkeeper. I've mentioned this multiple times. It does suck a little bit because I was looking forward to beefing up my defender rotation because it is looking pretty weak. Well Jamal if- Lewis would be great info. If he was playing, I'd be jumping all over that. To beef up my four point five ish defender rotation.
2: Yeah, I think too. Like you know, like we we've, we've been saying, you know, uh, we'll get to it with Lester when we get to them. Like just that Ricardo Pereira is probably playing on Thursday. Like that's the report oh, wow. as of now. So Ricardo Pereira is is to see a James match Justin. minutes. So Je- yeah, James Justin, you're saying like his days are numbered. You know, get if you need to make up that extra, you know, make up that extra money a little bit for somewhere uh, to Jamal Lewis. If you're not, you know, assuming you're going to need a, a low priced. Defender, you know, I, I feel like that's a really easy move to make. Other, the only other thing, Patrick Van Onhold is really good, and I hate it that he's kind of squandering his time here. It feels like a little bit. He put in twelve crosses, created the most chances in the match. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. Pa- but what, he's on Crystal Palace, right? And 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 he's expensive. So five point four. There's so many other players who oh, are yeah. who are no, who no, are in that range no. or lower that you'd rather yeah. have. Nope. Not Unless he catches fire, and they get a really amazing run of matches. They've
1: had one already this season. They'll right. get one more.
2: Right. So I, he's, I think he is a consideration at some point. We are still uh, a couple months away from pa- Patrick Van Onholt's season, which is uh, mid-March. Moving on to Saturday. VAR won, Liverpool won.
1: Despite the draw, <laughs> VAR gets all three points on Liverpool.
2: All right, can I? Is that just... you? Just trying to <laughs> not laugh your head off?
0: You obviously right. have a thought about this. David. Here's here's the I deal. just get honest. I mean, look, my my honest opinion is, I have a lot of friends and relatives who are Liverpool fans, and I just get sick and tired of hearing them cry <laughs> and moan about how woe is me, VAR hates me, and and Klopp, you know, it, it's even getting to Klopp. Okay, it is. Look, and, and he looks, so, he no, look, he looked a little silly. He looked a little silly. We'll have differing opinions. I don't think and, it'll and, be a different and, and as And I think. don't deny that Liverpool might have been on the, and I think I've said it when, it, when I believed it's happened, some crappy ends of some calls. In this match, I, I, look, I just want to technically speak the fact. I understand that no Brighton player complained. I understand that no one seemed to see it but Danny Welbeck and his reaction when his foot was kicked and the linesman. But that's all that was necessary for there to be a call. The replay shows this, and this is fact. Danny Welbeck was first to the ball. Fact. He touched the ball before Robertson did. He was first to the ball. Robertson then kicks Danny Welbeck's foot. That's a foul anywhere on the pitch if it's seen, and it happened to be in the box. Those are facts. Undisputable facts. So if we're just sticking with that, then that is a foul. Danny Welbeck crazily beat Robertson to the ball. Yes, Robertson's foot was in mid-swing, and I understand that there's no way he can put the brakes on, but, you know, footballers are good enough to understand that, you know, it's like when you're reaching for for something. Your mind tells you, I can probably reach that. And then if it's a little bit further away, you're like, I can't reach that. I'm not going to be able to reach that unless I move myself. Footballers know if they can get to a ball – oftentimes quicker, or they know it's going to be close. Robertson can't risk, risk that in the box. So that's, that's I'm done with it. That's, that's my opinion.
1: I'm a Liverpool fan, of course, in real life. But I also I podcast as a hobby with you gentlemen, and it is a dream of mine to make this a full-time occupation at some point later on in my life. So in my effort to be as objective a podcaster as possible, I'm not going to argue with you. I think I would make those points if it was any other team but Liverpool. I do. I think I would. I do want to read you two sentences from BBC's Match Recap. Written by a person, so it's not devoid of opinion. But I do want to read these two sentences to you. Robertson tried to clear the ball, but instead caught Welbeck's foot. There was definitely contact, although it would not have been given in a pre-it being a penalty. It would not have been given in a pre-VAR world. That's the Match Recap. And I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, that's probably right. And I had an epiphany as I was watching this match.
0: Yeah, the, the, I, do you want to bring up the linesman flagged it without looking at VAR? Good so for him. I'm, just, for I'm him. just saying.
1: I'm not arguing with you okay. because I think if it's any other squad, I'd be saying the same things. So I'm not arguing. It hurt on a personal level, of course. But here's the thing I had an epiphany about. VAR sucks. And I'm the guy who wanted it more than anybody and was standing up for it more than anybody when it was, when it was launched. It sucks. And I think I've realized one reason why it sucks. Instant replay works in our American sports leagues for the most part. There's still bad calls out there. But we don't say get rid of instant replay when, after watching an NFL game or after an NBA game. And I think part of the reason why is because they've done a really good job of defining what is reviewable and not reviewable. VAR is getting into the holding calls of the NFL or the charge calls, the charging fouls of the NBA. It's those calls that they are looking at in VAR and that they're trying to determine in slow motion that they have de- deemed to be non-reviewable in the NFL and in the in, in, in sorry in the NBA. And I think that's, like, we just know we, those are judgment calls that the referee on, or the official makes, and that's the end of it. We might disagree with it. It might look bad in instant replay, but in the moment, the referee made the call, and it's done. They don't go back and look at it in slow motion. And I have that epiphany about it because what is it that we're hearing this year more than anything else? We need former players to be involved in you know making these calls and under- helping referees yeah, understand how these the calls look. It's mockery
2: of somebody who's never played the game before exactly. is making these calls. I yeah.
1: think that all of this ties together. They're they're trying to call holding with replay. They're trying to call charges with replay, so what and it's not you, working. What
0: did you not like about that? I mean, I'm not going to counter. I just want to hear your opinion.
1: I we needed VAR for the willy Bowley handball goal, for the very clear offside goals that are allowed. Operative we needed it for clear the there. very very deliberately so you, chosen. Are you
0: lobbying for a corridor of uncertainty on offsides calls?
1: I'm lobbying for the same thing that a lot of people are, which is for VAR to be used in the clear and obvious way. I think there's a lot of reform that can be made to referees being on the pitch. We've said this before why they only have one referee on the pitch doesn't make any sense to me. Put more referees on the pitch, give them zones to cover, get more people making a better informed decision. But with the with the replay, I think it needs to stick to the clear and obvious. I don't want the handball goals that are obvious. I don't want the offsides that are clearly offsides. I don't want lines on the pitch either. And now I yeah, I know tell, that that's yeah, in the Champions Yeah, tell me about League. it. I mean it just doesn't make like <laughs> Give me the ones where if I'm looking at it and I can clearly tell this was wrong and it needs to be overturned, the VAR steps in and says, definitely overturned. That's all I want. I don't want a play where it says it would not have been given in a pre-VAR world. If it would not have been given in a pre-VAR world and it's not clear and obvious, then maybe VAR is overstepping its boundaries. I
0: understand. My opinion would be at some point you have to draw, unfortunately, horrible – verbiage a lot draw line i agree i agree right so i
2: I I think they're trying to make it do too much
0: it may be i'm just saying at some point you gotta you gotta make a call
2: scott are you concerned that liverpool uh football club had six shots to to brighton's 11
1: listen this this match, match this match was always set up to be about survival get away with get the best result with the least possible in terms of lineup in terms of effort and they did they got a point they were banking on Chelsea, Spurs ending in a draw. So Ch- Liverpool are still level with Spurs at the top of the table. Honestly, this this was a success. This was a success. Uh, and I think since Jurgen Klopp last weekend said, I'm willing to ship the points to Brighton, I think that's always what was going to happen in this match. So no, I'm not concerned at all. Okay, I will say, though, the longer we go with all these injuries, it's not the first couple of matches
0: saying, dude, that are a concern. I'm starting to actually feel bad for and, and honestly, it's a testament to the football club
1: and Jürgen Klopp's leadership. Jürgen Klopp is yeah. the leadership. He he's the leader of my dreams. Like I want to be a leader like Jürgen Klopp when I grow up, and he's he's pulled it through. But it's only Cred- going to get no, harder as it continues credit, on. Look,
0: I I don't I, I mock oftentimes, uh, but uh, big ups big ups to Liverpool Football Club with them surviving matches with with now players who haven't played a whole lot together. And and next man up type.
1: I mean, it's it's performances, I mean, it's, right? I mean, it, it, and it's down
2: to right, the It's, it's down it's to a, the. This
0: is an NFL podcast, but no, but that's it's, that's the yeah. mantra in the NFL. No, especially now. Next man up when you someone know, goes down, and Klopp turns around and goes, "Give me somebody."
1: Give me a ni- give me a nineteen. I'm down to the nineteens. <laughs> no, I, it's true. I mean, I mean credit it's, credit to them. It's true for Denver Broncos quarterbacks. It's true for Liverpool Football yeah, Club defenders. Geez. Uh, with that said, Klopp did not come off well post match. and I think he knew it when he was trying to clarify his. his yeah, his, I, he's an emotional guy. I don't, love, don't make excuses. I don't but, love
0: the the reporters. You're just there to report. Ask a question and move on. I don't like the pressing. In my opinion, well, like, here's
1: the thing, though. This isn't
0: an interrogation.
1: Jurgen Klopp is partly who he is because. The press have loved him. They've given him the forum to be loved, right? And now he's coming at them a little bit with these comments about, you're to blame for, for my I club like that. playing in the early slot on Saturday. And none of these managers like this early match on Saturday, which is just interesting to me. But, yeah, I, I don't like that he's doing that. I also, I mean, he's, he's picking fights now with Chris Wilder, which I kind of get. I actually think it's it, – it, apparently, if you haven't heard about this, the clubs voted on three versus five subs.
0: Wilder for the a new season, person. well, any and if I would have been him, I would have said a three person. Yes, as well, any and, manager and honestly look at the table, tables, tables way different than it normally we is. We have said
1: this. This is the year where being in the Champions League or the Europa League is the biggest disadvantage it's ever been. And if I'm in a club, if I'm managing a club that is not playing in Europe, yeah, I'm going to vote for three subs only because it gives me an advantage over the clubs who are playing in right. Europe. And that's where this is stupid. That and, that was and, put and to that's a club where
0: I agree. That is stupid.
1: It's seven clubs who play in Europe. Of course, they're going to lose that vote. Yeah. Why did the clubs get to vote on that decision?
0: It's a great question. I, I don't know who else it goes to. Who else does it go to? The FA? I,
1: honestly, the FA should step in and say, no, this is about player safety. The players. Step well,
0: up. It's fair. It does seem the only, the only teams that are probably going to suffer are the ones that are playing three times in a week. But I get it.
1: All right, let's let's talk about Pascal Gross real quick. Uh, okay. Pascal Gross's last four matches, unbeknownst uh, under our noses, six, three, five, and ten.
2: This is the hey, Gross hey, of. Hey, is
0: that guy back?
2: This is the Gross of three. He's or four a years little ago. bit back. Ryan J. Um, Jesko, is he back? Yeah, I mean, I'm right away. I'm curious to see what that is. You know, because uh, Leandro trossard has been injured. I know that's that has definitely helped his pitch time. No, look. I mean, we saw what Pascal Gross was capable of, you know, a couple years ago. Now, I mean, he's assuming he's still good as a professional. I mean, he's capable of this. It's good to know that he's the penalty taker when Neil Mope is not on the on the pitch. So, hey, that
0: that guy got his feelings hurt.
2: Ever since he did the mock crying thing at Manchester United, it's been all downhill for wow. him. Did missed the missed the penalty kick, pulls a hamstring, leaves leaves the match. Did he actually uh,
0: pull it? Walked
2: off. Yes, he actually pulled the hammy, leaves, walks straight down the tunnel like a petulant baby, and leaves leaves Brighton having to play for two minutes because their guys weren't done warming up yet.
1: Yeah, it almost seemed like the the, the physio is like, go down and right, give us time to exactly. warm a guy up.
0: Right. Look, uh, and he wouldn't do look, it. There's something going on there, and, yeah, and I don't know. Sure. Look, I, I don't want to dwell on it. I'm not going to mock him. Honestly, I want to, but We've I'm not going unlo- to because there is uh, there's something going on there. So
2: yeah, he's just a he's just a he's a fiery guy and he's he's, he's uh, yeah he's, he's in a he and he was playing he was playing in his feelings at the end of that uh he, i'm sure he wasn't we, we was happy right in my feelings why would he be uh, why would he be happy about missing a penalty and giving his team a chance to go up so early well, and just, then getting injured i mean the, uh, of course you're upset about but, that but but you, but you never don't, saw
0: him pull anything you just see him grab his hammy conveniently after he misses a pk and then oh, he selfishly and then he selfishly wants off the pitch before anyone's ready. Like, it's such a selfish move. I'm just saying I feel for the guy a little bit. He's got something going on off the pitch. I guarantee it. And it showed on the pitch. You should get
2: Trent Alexander-Arnold back here at some point. Soonish, I Great. would imagine so that I mean it's not like the reinforcements aren't on the way at least you get at least you get his caliber of player <sighs> that but is we, the downside get off this match listen match look so Jota scores again I mean the guy's unstop- oh, Jota. Uh, unstoppable right now Salah owners you know me as one of the people who captain Salah this week you know you're really fortunate to get an assist oh, here man. as his last kick of the game
1: when your captain gets the double digits you you feel better about that. For sure. And uh,
2: Salah scraped it out. Right. You know, a return. Is like, with
1: the captain or just double digits? Well, if, if I've got double digits, even, like Salah scored six, I got
2: 12 from him. I right. felt it was psychologically
1: yeah. a good thing to get to double digits sure. with my captain. It, it,
2: it, you know, as FPL, everyone will say, it's a it's a return, but not a haul. It's not (laughs) Uh, not a haul from no haul from Salah, but you do get a return here. And like I said, you feel better about Captaining Salah than you do Vardy after all all things considered here. Which I don't know that anyone would have felt like that. I know the regret that I felt after Salah gets an assist and then gets his minutes managed. Given the state of things, really quickly, would you dare consider owning only Jota uh, of Liverpool assets? Yes. Yeah,
1: uh, Salah to KDB is a move I've thought about, and that would give me only Jota as a Liverpool. Player.
2: Okay, Dave, no, you do not own Salah yet. I own Salah. Oh, you brought I him own in.
0: Salah and Jota.
2: Okay, so you own both, yep. but you, so you would not consider owning only Jota of the no, Liverpool
0: players. No, uh, so you need everyone should own Salah. You're dumb if you don't.
2: Okay. I just feel like it's not a bad, uh, I feel like it, it just seems like the way it Look, is. Look,
0: as we've said before, there's a million way to do things. Look,
2: Liverpool has a million, right, that's true. Liverpool has a million matches coming up. Sorry. Given, given the, way the, uh, the way that Klopp was talking at the end, though, I mean, I feel like do any of, does the fact that they have pretty good matchups through the festive fixtures, does it even matter after what we just heard from Jurgen Klopp? I just or you just assume at this point, assume rotation, assume that Salah or Mane could sit and sub on. They might, yeah. Uh, at
0: any I think, point, I think Jota from might now till January
2: second. I think
1: Joda, I think it's his turn in game week eleven. I'm nervous as a Joda owner.
0: Okay, we're, we're at the 38 minute mark.
1: Uh, Tariq Lamptey back next week for uh, for Brighton. City five, Resurgent Burnley nil. Uh, we've already covered the trifecta.
2: Hey, wait! One more thing. You are a jerk. Look, I, all I want to say is, we talked about Danny Welbeck. We we kind of glossed over it. He gets the assist here for the for winning the penalty. I'm just saying that FPL yeah. is plugging him now as a as a viable option. I'm just saying I feel like this is something I feel like I feel good about bringing it up like a, a week ahead of the FPL. That's I all. love
0: Danny Welbeck. Unfortunately, he has a Daniel Sturridge ish. Okay, I'm problem.
2: Just, no, I look the Danny
0: Ings problem. The
2: injury, the injury history is made well documented, yep. and we've we've we have addressed that. I'm but you just know what, saying Ryan,
0: until he gets hurt, it's an interesting. I'm point. just
2: saying it's it's on the table. I don't Agreed. think you should overlook it. Fair enough. Thank you for doing that,
1: so that I get to say this again. City five, <laughs> okay. Resurgent Burnley nil. A trifecta of citizens we already mentioned made the dream team. Uh, Matt, who is also a, a regular interactor on social media remembered the city burnley bet before i did i actually didn't remember it and i finished listening to our pod after this match was played and i was like oh yeah that's right i was gonna transfer in a burnley defender if this ended nil nil luckily for me city dropped the honest abe on
2: burnley I've already paid my penalty for uh, taking a minus four to get a zero from someone. Can say so low. Yeah, can so I feel like that, yeah, uh, that's
1: fair, that's fair. Hey, I came up with a, a, a pun of my own I'd like to give you. You touted Ben Me last week. And I thought to myself, well. Did, oh, did I tout him? You did. You absolutely did.
0: <laughs> did, slight, you did Brian. It was a slight tout. Look, look. It was a it was a posturing. He
1: had delivered a haul for two matches in a row and you touted him. And you kinda oh, said, oh, Hey, geez. everyone
2: should
0: Think a little bit about me. No, uh, He's leading the Burnley defense.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> there is no sense whatsoever that. No. I, I refuse. Look. Uh, all I'm saying is, all I was saying last was week Brian is... backing up that right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all, all I was saying last week is that Burnley defensively had tightened up going into a match that they historically lose 5-0. to zero. <laughs> So that's why I said there was right. no possible way I was endorsing buying a Burnley defender going into Manchester City. Right. Well, I was just thinking to myself,
1: the magic is gone here. But then I was like, no, it's the, it's the me-jick.
2: Look, they were playing without Nick Pope. They had...
1: Tommy oh, man. To- I did Tommy bad.
2: Peacock Farrell is yeah. in there, Tommy, <laughs> whatever Tommy. his name is. Yeah.
1: I know his name. Do you know why? Because for the first time in months, we are giving out the Brad Guzan Award for Courage to Bailey Peacock Farrell. He makes his Premier League debut against City. He made some mistakes, but you know what? Five goals on six shots on target. He faced 19 shots. And for all of that in his debut, he scores zero points in FPL.
2: Maguzan Award for Courage. That is, it is. To, that that was is under
0: it, fire. That it was is, like he had not a defense. I defense. was going to say he isn't good yeah. though. Do you know why he isn't
1: good? Because you've got DCL, you got JWP, you got KDB. He's BPF. That no, is not
2: a no, good acronym. Nope. Absolutely not. You are exactly right. That does not. That does not help him in the least. Burnley was terrible defensively. Wow. Horrible.
0: Uh, it's worse, they worse of they were the
2: it was the worst that they probably have ever they might have ever been. Uh they deserve B- to lose ten to nil, ten nil here.
0: BPF. <laughs> uh
2: when Burnley's team sheet came out, I that was the first shocking thing, is that they played Chris Wood, uh Ashley Barnes and Jay Rodriguez here, and immediately you just thought, What are you thinking? Why are you playing such an attacking line here? Like was the honestly was the idea we're gonna go for it here? I just feel like that was the worst possible uh, way for them to start, and they uh, they got shredded.
0: Imagine imagine Pep's grin when he looked at the line. like he he had to think they're not they're not really throwing that lineup out there. Are and they?
2: all City had to do was bench Raheem Sterling, and then they go they go crushing people. Everton nil. You don't want to at least say that. R- Rion no, Mares here I, we, I, here no, uh, in a no, segment look, we like I to call. Love, here we go again with Riyadh Mares. Hey, do you know besides Mah- Hold
0: on, stop, stop. I honestly I, I think I'm going to nail this. Okay. Is Mares in the same category as James Ward-Prowse? <laughs>
1: wow, Dave.
0: That's literally what I was going to
1: say. JWP, as much as he's in the molar- emotional what's roller coaster What's this category?
0: What's this category going to be going to be called? This is a category of the the emotional roller coaster category like like can you grit and grind the through the uphill coaster um, is
1: that a okay stretch? yeah it's a,
2: right. it's a really big stretch but okay. it, I'm but, trying, I, but I'm I, trying I see here. what you're trying to do I agree it's the same you, there's the the reason why we haven't I think the first thing about Mara is is looking at his minutes and seeing how consistent he's been playing this season so far so the fact right, that he's fine. been playing so consistently but has scored twos or threes if you want mars for the and the JWP in your midfield go for it i can't do it
1: okay. i can't do it i won't but i get it everton nil leads one some people had forward versus forward here and neither guy gave you anything dcl bamford neither one ends up on the score sheet
0: a little disappointing I was just only this one. was a
1: lively match
2: for nil one. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a goal. It was my favorite non. No, it was my second favorite non-goal this week of players who are currently on my team. It is you know obviously watching Richarlison score and then having the goal ruled out for obstruction. So Rochalasen, look, it's he's in the box as much as Calvert Lewin, and he outshot him again. I mean, this was this was the statistically, it's what was happening. Before Richarlison's red card, anyway, and you get the same score from both of these guys, and they're the same price now, so I—I I mean, I don't know if you want to if you Cal- want
0: Calvert Lewin technically is a seven nine and Rashard Lawson seven eight. Oh, so yeah, so, that's what I mean. I mean. They're okay. like they're but, right there next. Right, to each they're other. in the okay, same price
2: ballpark, and so I—I I don't know that it's as if you don't have Calvert Lewin for whatever reason. I don't think it's as as much of a no brainer.
1: Excellent point. The the case for DCL in game week three is a little different now that we're heading into Game Week eleven when those prices have changed so much. I mean G, uh, DCL's gone up nine tenths yeah.
2: on the season. Oh, no, it's uh it unbelievable is a different it is a different, point, for sure. it, it is a different thing
1: though that he's that high compared to Richardson. So that's a very good point. I'm gonna formally request a Richarlison Rodriguez rule, that's what I'm calling it. I know it sounds a little Congressy, but I'm officially putting in my request for a Richarlesson Rodriguez rule in the Premier League. Can I tell you what it is? Mm. if you go down so much so that someone has to come onto the pitch to assist you, you should have to be off the pitch for a mandatory minimum of five minutes.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: That way we get rid of all the flopping and the faking and the rolling around you
0: know what?
2: <laughs> and the problems that we see I think from that. Five
0: minutes is too much, but I would go with a two minute. Hockey
2: I was going p- yeah, to say hockey penalty is exactly this the right kind of thing. Podcast. This is not a hockey
0: podcast. This is not an NHL national hockey league podcast. I, but you know what, Scott? That is brilliant. Uh, I would absolutely – five minutes is too much. Two minutes, spot on. I would
1: compromise at two minutes. But it's two minutes from when you go off the pitch, not when you go down.
0: Oh, yo, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go off the pitch. No, two no. minutes and off. I would say when the restart happens. There you go. It's a running yep.
2: two, minutes. two minutes. Nothing on. is more perfect for you uh, being a Liverpool fan to have Everton having the two players most likely to Neymar on the pitch <laughs> at some point.
0: No, Scott. It, it is like it's
2: like your perfect storm of of hatred.
0: Look, there's drama when you're watching a hockey match. Hockey is a, an amazing sport, mm-hmm. but everyone can see the clock, and 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 everyone's staring at the clock when that player is about to run back on the ice. I think this should be allowed in, in football that there, there there's a there's a two minute you got to wait two minutes when yeah. you go down. I mean that idea has been God, introduced. This is. A, thing you've ever come up with this is
1: brilliant thank you (laughs) Okay. (laughs) ironically i didn't even come up with it when richarlison was laying down it was when
2: james rodriguez was laying down this time well james (sighs) rodriguez uh created the most chances here is one of the most creative players of the week but he just still has not gotten back to his pre uh swollen Mm -hmm. testicle form so whenever that (laughs) happens i mean maybe you see him get get back to where he was uh jack harrison should have had a gigantic day. Yeah, here. Should. absolutely should have finished with more than what he did, more than an assist. Uh, Rafinha, uh, kudos to Tom Freeman, uh, FPL Croy for uh, no, he recommended him as a differential. Did it's he just, really? Yes, he did last week. Dude's to brilliant. be fair, he also recommended Raheem Sterling and Alex Tellis, But what can you do? <laughs> no, it's just that he's look. You got to
0: be recognized for a good call.
2: This is a guy who I, I mean, depending on the consistency of the role here, he's five four. I mean, I feel like he's uh, he. And this, and he looked pretty amazing here. In a in a good match or in a tough matchup. What am I doing, Brian? You're shaking your head, but I don't know why. God, you're I don't know he why started you're the last you're, two matches. Are you are you actually
1: thinking about bringing Rafinha into your lineup? Five four. Sure. Five, why not? Four,
0: maybe thinking, okay. about it, yeah. thinking about it. Thinking about sitting here just thinking about
1: Rafinha. West Brom one, Sheffield. On, 0.
0: you have one more thing. Tell me. Tell me. It, but it no, better be good. If just gonna...
2: that, Just that Patrick Bamford is on a pace that is. Unbelievable he right was now. horribly
0: unlucky this match not uh, he, to score. No, he I mean, has I'm been sticking, hor- he has been it. horribly
2: unlucky for week on week on end. The guy is did someone Seamus curse Patrick Bamford. Here's Brian. my here's my I did not curse no one know-how. <laughs> Patrick Bamford. <laughs> six shots here, one big chance. Only yeah. Joel Linton kicked more shots at the goal than he did this week. He leads the Premier League in shots for the season. He's second to Calvert-Lewin for shots on target. He's it's like the the guy has every 12, 12 big chances. Only Vardy is ahead of him. Patrick Bamford is just killing it. Good. Put it, it in
1: FPL America the article. You will uh, find it on Patreon later this week. That article is so good and I promise you if you have not read uh, read one of Brian's articles yet when you read the first one, you will start checking Patreon regularly to see when the next one is out.
2: It is that good. I don't own Patrick Bamford. I, I am do. only commiserate You're a fool. I am commiserating You're a fool. here. I do, Listen. I do. <laughs> There are and lots and he's of ways in. To play. <laughs> I was above average this That's, week, taking a minus four to bring in Ken Salo. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hey,
0: I scored a 59, taking a minus eight this week. That's great. He's
2: had, he's had
1: Mitrovic in the in the Bamford slot for weeks. So. That's all true. Right, right, Mitrovic right. in the Bamford hole.
0: That's not a thing.
1: West Brom won Sheffield nil. I said it again. Are we done with this one now? George Baldock is a candidate for the Wasteful Player of the Week Award. He missed one that he would have made last year. And Chris Wilder is still not the guy. Honestly, he's not the guy. He cannot help a club that's in trouble because he's not that type of guy. He is not a man manager. He's not a leader. This might have
2: been a – He's not a leader. Disagree. Was this a sneaky good game? Uh, no, <laughs> are look, are listen, no. Sheffield took 21 shots. West Brom had 17. It was two teams that were going for it. Cause they're both at the bottom of the table. Uh, Ollie McBurney, same thing. Keeps shooting, but can't put it in the net. The guy I want to talk about is Oliver Burke. This is his second, second start. I think for, uh, Oliver Burke, he's a 4.4 midfielder started up top with Ollie McBurney. The guy has some, uh, some history. He has a bit of pedigree, was pursued outside of England for a while. Or outside of England for a while. I'm just saying, he had easily Sheffield's best chances to score here. He created two big chances of his own. I just think this is a guy. I'm mean, gonna have my eye on him. He's 4.4 in the midfield. 4.3. I'm just, oh, really? Swear
0: on my life. Wow.
2: Well, look. If he gets, a, if he gets more uh, game time, uh, it's somebody that you would definitely think about. He'd be playing out of position. Connor Connor Gallagher is Todd Cantwell.
1: He is Todd Cantwell in a West Brom kit. Southampton 2, Manchester United 3. We've already discussed JWP and Cavani, but this was a fun match.
0: Captain Bruno. Did you? Hell yeah, I did. Well done.
2: Man, Bruno. Because I kind of
0: looked at my team and I thought, you know what? Who scored midweek? Who's had now three weeks in a row in double digits? Captain Bruno.
2: Hey, he looks in the mood. Hey. Also, by yeah. the way. Yeah.
0: Assisting All Star listener Ryan enacted the only Salah captain rule and it kind of led him. It's helped him in a couple different seasons. In his first two seasons, it's done him well. I think from this point going forward, for right now, it is only Bruno. Only Bruno. And, and ergo, ergo that guy.
1: I get it. He's he's actually only played nine matches, too, so far this season. Five of those nine have been double digits in fantasy points. It's outstanding.
0: I I, I don't know what else there is to say about it. I, no, I, I, I agree. Really
1: don't. I agree. He's in my lineup. He's not coming out for a while. Chelsea, nil. Spurs, nil. Was this a letdown? Letdown of a match?
2: Uh, great defense, everyone.
1: It was really good. It was a stalemate, is what it was. It well, was two clubs i not this, willing to make a mistake.
0: This was going to be a lose-lose for me because I have Son and Kane and then Chilwell and Zuma. So I, I just, you have one. I just kind of chalked it, this up to something, you know, they were just going to negate themselves. Yeah. And, and yeah, sure. I got, I got Chilwell. Yeah, sure. A Chilwell and or Zuma goal would have been nice, but whatever.
1: Hey, do you know who the top three overall scoring defenders are? in
0: Chelsea summer? defenders.
1: Reese James is third.
0: I know. And now I own their goalkeeper. So you know yeah. what? brother, Matt, you were banging the drum six weeks ago. Oh, Chelsea sucks. Oh, why would anyone go to Zuba? He sucks. Dave. Why would anyone <laughs> go to Mandy? He sucks so Dave. bad.
1: Dave. Dave. Yeah. Which Smith is uh, above the other in the table?
0: Uh, I am above him by 20 points. Okay, there you go. Dave. Uh, Four four total shots
2: on target here.
1: Yeah, it was – I mean, the – NBC Serge Arie had the only shot on target for Spurs. No, but NBC kept showing stats about, like – it was, like, the second half, and NBC kept showing Chelsea's last shot on target, second minute. And, like, they just (laughs) kept doing it over (laughs) and over. Like, it's like, guys – you want us to watch
2: this match? Stop showing us why we shouldn't be watching this match. Chelsea had three shots on target, and they came from Mason Mount, Ziyech, and Giroud. Yeah. Like that is not what you want, I don't think.
1: After one match of the Kane Sun Cell era of the season, we said, "Oh, you know those experts don't know what they're talking about." You know, Sun gave you something last week. Neither one of you gave any. Neither one of them gave you anything this week. In fairness, I mean, does this start to maybe prove that the experts were right?
0: No, because they're probably going to launch into Arsenal next week and well, have their way with
1: As them. an owner of both, I can only hope. So
2: nine total shots now between the Chelsea match and the City match for Tottenham. So they've taken nine shots in two matches again. So I don't know. Do we assume that they, This is Mourinho's just going to absorb... Pressure and play some sort no, of counter-attack counterattacking football no. against Arsenal too. No. I, I would, I would think. What is he,
1: he absorbing on Arsenal? There's no offense I mean. it to might absorb. Be, it
2: might be more
0: open against Arsenal. Oh, there's no doubt.
2: Uh, and then you assume it's more Spurs open are again. Rip well, them
0: next. Week. Well, I was going to say, assume it's more <laughs> and, open. And I can promise you, who's not excited to watch this happen? <laughs> This guy, and, and then and then
2: and then they play Crystal Palace. So no, I mean I don't. Yeah, are you disappointed if you have Kane and Son wow. and and in this match? Yeah, you're disappointed with all the offense. There was no offense here. Right. You're only the best offense is a great defense.
0: <laughs> hey, I want to say this, and I, I know I'm interrupting you. Look, Go ahead. For those those of you who are upset or concerned about my relationship with my brother, uh, we love each other, and yes, I mock him and he mocks me. Unfortunately. You guys don't get to hear him mock me. If you're in our Slack workspace, you get to see him mock me all the time. Oh, he totally
1: wins the Slack work. You win the pod feed. I don't have the
0: time to deal with the Slack workspace You win the
1: pod feed, but he wins the Slack (laughs) workspace. There's no doubt about that. I want to give him
0: his due. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, He he, uh, is oftentimes right.
1: I'm going to give you your due. Since he
0: has said uh, the thing about Chelsea defense, he's been wrong. But normally he's right.
1: I'm going to give you your due. Ben Chilwell almost pulled it out, but after game week 10 ended, Kurt Zuma was still the number one overall scoring defender in FPL. I got FPL. lucky. I'll
0: take it. I'll, I'll, I'll win the bet. He, How close is it? I, honestly, it's, I, I think it's like three
1: it. points now. It's only three okay, points. All right. And as a non-Zuma but pro-Chilwell owner, I'm okay with
2: that because Chilwell's moving up. Um, Chilwell and Reese here finished with two and one bonus point, respectively. Uh if not for Reese's yellow card, he might add a shot at all three bonus points because he uh, he did a lot more than Ben Chilwell did, and he keeps doing that most of the time. If Chilwell scores, Chilwell obviously is going to be way up there. But otherwise, uh, what Reese is doing uh, in terms of all other statistical categories, I mean, he's doing the same thing he did Five weeks ago, when we talked about why he got bonus points in a match that ended three-three, and he had no attacking returns in in the West Brom match, he keeps doing that over and over again here. So Christian Pulisic came on late.
1: Yeah, Pulisic alert, maybe.
2: No, that's well, that's worth mentioning. Uh, And and Tammy Abraham takes the most shots of anyone in the match. Tammy finishes with four here. I still I still think Tammy is a viable uh, option for forward. I think we've uh, recommended less than seven forwards so far <laughs> in this episode yeah there's you should
1: have all of them <laughs> arsenal one wolves two dave take it away
0: i don't think arsenal are in trouble you think they'll
1: stay up <laughs> <laughs> yes i think they'll stay up
0: uh, <laughs> but i tell you what uh in fact my brother and i talked about this very thing today he called me up and he said he asked me the exact question hey uh what's going on with your boys and I said I said honestly you know what they lack <clears throat> and I was looking at the the who com stats on the Arsenal uh Wolverhampton game and what I saw was this Arsenal beat them in almost every category uh but the scoreline which is the most important category and also what I said to my brother today, I said when we we're talking. I said what they don't have is a Jack Grealish. What they don't have is a Salamone, or is a Salah and or, Mane, or a Aaron Ramsey. I hear you on Salamone, or a or an Alex Chamberlain. Someone to take the ball in the pitch, and and and, and Eden Hazard was was amazing at this. Treore amazing at this. Get on the ball, dribble through the middle, draw attention and then distribute it out, and or just take on a shot. Aubameyang, Grealish, is, begging yeah. Aubameyang is begging for that. did it in his match. is begging for that type of service. Arsenal doesn't have anyone doing this. And, and hence, real quick, in this match, Wolves had 10 dribbles. Arsenal had two. Wow. I bet if you go back and look at almost every one of their games, they're losing the dribbles battle. And dribbles is, is a completed dribble. Right. I know that's,
1: that's where Potence, I think, got his goal from, wasn't it? It was a similar type of play. It had to have been a, a no, statistical Potence dribble. Potence
0: was, was quickest in the box on a shot that Leno deflected yet did not catch.
1: Oh, that's what it was. You're Again,
0: right. one of my knocks on Leno is but he's someone, a deflector, he's not a catcher. I
1: swear one of those ten dribbles, though, for Wolves, was in the buildup to that play before the initial it shot that, that Leno had the first to goal. block. It wasn't
0: the Potence goal. He,
2: yeah. You're in luck, Dave, because Arsenal is looking at. Uh, there's rumors with Christian Eriksen, a swap uh, to bring Christian Eriksen in, and the newest one is uh, Emiliano Buendia from Norwich City, who we That's got to interesting who call. we got to see a lot last season. There was someone else they were looking at. Uh, it was a there was, a, was a, one of those way way too soon things I was that, hoping, that
0: fell through. I was hoping that Ceballos would fill that role, and he hasn't. Right. I thought he had it. I thought Pep. Pepe uh, can dribble when uh, – this is not an NBA podcast. He's a Carmelo Anthony of – I think I've said this before of, – of wingers where he gets the ball and stops, lets the defense set up, and then tries to dribble. He's not strong on the ball. He gets knocked off of it. He has – he's been done well in Europa against ironically lesser competition, uh, but – in the Premier League, he's really he's really grinded. He's a Europa king at this point. And, you know, credit to him, he, he played Europa after getting his red card because he has to, and he, he really worked hard. Uh, but we won't see him for the next couple of weeks. Bottom line is Arsenal does not have anyone – they don't have a Grealish, right? They, they don't have someone to to take control through the middle. I think that's massively lacking. And, uh, you know, look, Partee has been injured – Hasn't been helping the defense out. And D- David Luiz shouldn't have been in the game. I saw the first goal, and, and Luiz should not have been in the game. Uh, as he, part of his skull was left in Raul Jimenez's skull. Unfortunately, as Raul Jimenez had a fractured skull and was in the hospital. Um, I just hope he gets better soon. Just to
2: wrap up the Arsenal point, Dave, we'll get to that in a second. Just that. um there is baby steps here. They did take more shots than Wolves did. So that is which a, has
0: been an issue for that them. That has
2: been a huge issue. And double woe, uh Obama Yang led all shooters in the match. He took
0: five shots. So look, uh the Arsenal goo, you know, fanatic that I am, I saw some videos from them at practice this week, and it was doing one, two touches and shots. A lot of shots on goal. So that's great. It's good to see that. At least they we're taking shots. Let's hope that some of them go in.
2: Scott, talk about Raul
1: Jimenez. Stop me if I say anything that's untrue, okay? David Luis breaks Raul Jimenez's head with his own forehead. That's true. Okay. David Luiz then passes the concussion protocol.
0: Technically true.
1: That's what Arsenal says. Technically yep. true. Okay, and but he's bleeding from his head, so oh. he has to have his head bandaged. Sure. And then he continues on. And we've seen these head wraps before, right? Yep. But then by the end of the half, David Luis is bleeding so much that he has bled not only through the head wrap, but it's running down the head wrap, right? I've never seen that before. And tech like I, I don't know a single um what's the word I should use here? Um, I don't know a single a sports league that is uh, you know, legitimate that allows a player openly bleeding to that extent, yeah. to continue to play? Yeah, you Bo- saw it. Boxing.
0: Yeah, you U- saw it. UFC.
2: You saw it yesterday. Trezeguet. Trezeguet could not continue for Aston Villa after he took a... He
0: was a... acting like he was fine. He was waving in the sidelines to be like, what are you doing coming out here? He's openly bleeding, looking like an MMA fighter just got caught on the mat.
2: And he couldn't continue. They subbed him off immediately at that point. So I, 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 I feel like you have a corollary here in the same match week.
1: Well, and it, and it came a day later and maybe right. maybe influenced by the David Luiz sure. incident. Here's what I here's what I <laughs> Long-time listeners of this podcast, hear me on this. This is a major news flash for the FPL America podcast. Are you ready? I don't want the Premier League to implement an injury protocol. Because if they do, they're going to implement it like they have the concussion protocol and uh-huh. it's going to be 100% uh-huh.
0: figure out where you're going with this. Look, any Arsenal fan watching that game would have told you like I, I don't want David Luiz in it. After that moment of concussion, if your head is I, hit yeah. hard enough to bleed and there, to break another person's skull, there is skull. a very yeah. very good chance that you have a concussion. Yeah, th-
1: yeah. Arsenal defended itself by saying he passed the protocols. That are out there, which means that if that's true, what's
0: the protocol? Exactly then? right. So I am with you, and, and honestly, it's their own fault because he was caught flat-footed on that goal.
1: Yeah, seriously. And
0: and. I don't care normal. what
1: protocols he's passing. You get him out. Understood.
0: I am so with you, so with you. That is either a, a, a failure of the Premier League to set certain standards and or, and or also failure of Arsenal Football Club to not get to him off the
1: pitch. Well, base. can I also – I mean, this is going to be a really dramatic statement, but I don't think it's too dramatic.
0: Okay.
1: It was a public health scare. David Luiz is openly bleeding through layers of head wrap.
2: Oh. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, look, most sports fans, whether it's baseball or football or or hockey, you know, or UFC or boxing. I mean, sometimes it happens, and some sports allow it. Football doesn't, and I agree they shouldn't. And a lot of sports have changed changed over the years. I, I'm with you.
2: Um, so fully agree. First of all, Dave uh, Raul Jimenez, uh, the man. Absolutely, you know, could not hope for anything other than a full 100% recovery. That's so nightmarish. Uh, Hopefully, you know, there's no way to know how long he could be out. Uh, We remember as a football
0: fan, as a U.S. A national football fan. I I still don't want to see that. Him that I don't see that for no, absolutely
2: not. Uh, remember that Ryan Mason from Hall City, uh, since we've been doing this podcast, also had a skull fracture, yeah. Uh, he had to retire, wow. So, uh, there's no way of knowing. ESPN is saying, uh, I'm sure among others, there's no way to know how long his recovery could be until he fully recovers from the surgery. Which, you know, it's the fact that trauma. he was, it's such the fact trauma. that he regained consciousness and that he at least got to that point Jeez. was good. But I think you know, you're talking about the possibility, given yeah. what we have in recent history of it being, you know, career ending. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, this is a
1: sport that requires you to be able to head the ball. At that level, right. you have
2: to be able to head the ball. And it's come up from yeah, other, I, you know, I, it's come up from other players. I think Ryan Mason himself, I think it was where I saw just his interview, like them talking about, obviously, cause he's a, a really recent, uh, you know, somebody who's dealt with this recently just to say, yeah, well, we already know everyone wants to be really tough about it. Nobody wants to come off. Everybody wants to power through and show that they're strong and, you know, obviously, they're with head injuries. I don't think anyone is. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone is thinking that it's yeah. total silly, silly anymore. No, that, it's not silly, but it's a joke that
1: David Luis kept playing.
2: Um, for FPL purposes, this is why Fabio Silva is there. So the question is, can Fabio Silva no jump right into the role? Not to be Raul Jimenez, but uh, at five point two. For no. FPL purposes, no. Scott,
0: you're quick on the no. You're yes. saying
2: no, but, but yes, I am quick I on the no. I think
0: it it warrants. I'm gonna keep my
1: eye on. He's you. not gonna do anything close to what Ra- what Raul's doing. He's
0: okay. not gonna do anything right. close to what anyone at okay. five point
1: no, two no, is doing.
0: No, no, hold on. Let's be careful.
1: Uh, no, there, there. I'm, I'm standing by my words. Standing by my words
0: at a Jimenez uh, level. We, we, I mean, that's partly that. what
1: you're asking, though. No. He's no. playing in the Raul spot. Uh, no. Can he do I, anything close to replacing think, what Raul is doing? No, I'm,
2: I'm asking, asking more along the lines of as a, as a not as a Jimenez replacement, but as a viable third striker no. for your FPL team. Somebody who nope. if you're, you're at least going to think about having in the third striker.
0: I am, spot. A, I am anti-Scott here. I am I am not a no, I'm a... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on it. I'm not going to yes. I'm, I'm just a, I'm, yeah, I'm going to look I mean, if you it. want to
1: keep playing that 5-3-2, go ahead and go to Fabio Silva.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. Um, Assuming uh, that things stay the way they have been, uh, Ruben Neves would be a penalty taker, first choice penalty oh, taker for Wolves, now that Jimenez is not 80? available for okay. that. Um, that. Or, who knows, maybe they go to you win it, you take it, for all <laughs> we know. Um, the other thing that's significant here is everyone who owns, uh, Max Kilman found out really quickly as team sheets were announced. Um, just that Kilman and eight Nori back on the, or back, not back to the bench, but on the bench for this match, because, uh, for the for the second time since 2017, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo played a back four. So, uh, Marcel and Samedo on the outside with Connor Cody, who's fit and available again with Willie Bowley. If they stay with a back four uh, going forward, Kilman and Aitnori get to be fresh legs and get to be subs on. Um, so I think that's something that is definitely worth monitoring since so many people, including everyone on this podcast, would have said... Uh, you want the cheapest defender that's playing, and up until this point, it had been Tyreek Mitchell and then uh, Kilman. So if Kilman is going to drop to the bench here, if, if Wolves decide to continue on playing a back four more often, uh, there is no way Kilman or Aitnori will start over Marcel or Samedo.
1: That's part of the reason why I want to shore up my defense, but I couldn't because I had to go with the goalkeeper uh, with my free transfers because I have Kilman and Mitchell so far in my you know, still in my defense.
2: Um, more annoying pair of players to consider owning or to, to see do well. Uh, Pedro Neto and Daniel Potence or Pablo Fornals and Jared Bowen. Well, well so. I haven't it's had either annoying. one.
0: Neto and, and Potence are more annoying to see. I take more joy in seeing Bowen and Fernals because I yeah. haven't owned them. At one point, I didn't own Potence. That's okay. exactly it. For me.
1: No, I mean, that's exactly it. I get it. I saw Potence score, and I was like, oh, I'm going to hear about this on the podcast from David Brian."
2: <laughs> no, I, look, I, like as a former Potence owner, yeah. I mean, they just they keep doing well. And it's. I feel like it's the same thing we will talk about with West Ham with, uh, with their two uh, midfielders. <laughs>
1: Leicester 1, Fulham 2. I think someone accidentally turned the calendar in the Fox's dressing room to May.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Well well played there. Uh, look, I think I don't want to strip Leicester. I don't want to come too hard down on Leicester. I, I want to surprisingly, and this might be the only time this season, give credit to Fulham. Fulham had uh, – we could – We don't have time. We could go back and relive their bad beats that they caused on themselves the last (laughs) five weeks. Yeah, they
1: played a whole season in ten matches. This
0: was finally a game where they didn't shoot themselves in the foot and they actually won it. So I I would say "Eh, maybe kudos to Fulham. And kudos to Scott Parker for holding this he somewhat is, of a yes. popsicle stick glued together boat.
1: He deserves all the credit. And
0: and somehow he's glued that together and kept it together and 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 enabled a team to provide a performance.
1: Kudos to him for having the balls to put Ivan Cavallero up front
0: and put him back on the pen after the slip yes. last week, right? And Cavallero um, demolished it. He destroyed that penalty.
2: It's almost like he would have made it if he hadn't slipped last time.
0: It almost makes you think that. Yep. So, look, I uh, would love to come down on Lester hard, I, I but I do feel like Fulham needs a little bit more credit than Lester. That's my, that's my opinion.
2: Lester didn't lose it. Fulham definitely won.
0: That's, that's how I feel. Hey,
2: Harv scored, though. Harv did score. Uh, not good to see him start on the bench. Oh, it um, pained
0: Brother Matt to give you credit in Slack. You, I know you don't want, listen to Slack anymore, uh, but he, he – he was mocking you, but yet sort of giving you credit as well. I, I couldn't exactly tell what it was. He said, "Harv," actually he didn't say that. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: look, I almost got to say it for a second time this season. Harvey Barnes and Ollie Watkins really could have bailed me out. Oh, Watkins combined Watkins this week killed you. No, it was great. Like, and just they were Lester. This is two matches in a row. I, you know, like I said, like we said before, Liverpool. Like, I think the anticipation was that they could do more against Liverpool than they did, and they were just terrible. The fact that they come out here and do basically the same thing—they get the early chance where they hit the they hit the woodwork twice, and then from that point on, it's the Adamola Lookman show. Mm. Like Lookman just torches them. They were they 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 lestered Leicester, and so like the yep. fact that they just could not get anything going, and they just look bad. So the fact that they even pull one back here. Uh, I mean, it was really good. Vardy bails out the 50 billion people who captained him uh, this week, you know, most captained. Uh, it, so he does get an assist, you know, it, setting up Harvey's shot.
0: Is it time to start looking at uh, Lookman? I, I wanted to say his first name. I felt embarrassed I wasn't able to so, pronounce it correctly.
2: Um, uh, Mark Southerns, who is often commonly featured, formerly on uh, Fantasy Premier League all the time and now Fantasy Scout, He said something on Fantasy Premier League's uh, one of their videos this past week that's really true about um, Thomas Sochek that applies here, I think. You like what Sochek is doing um, statistically and what he can bring you for such a low price, but it's almost never going to benefit you unless you play him. So Adamola Lookman is in that range where Mm. I think he would be your fourth or fifth guy. If he's your fourth guy and you're usually playing four midfielders, yeah, like you could benefit from it. But, but if he's, he's your, your fifth, fifth, if he's your fifth guy and you're not
0: playing him much. Yeah, it's just like It's not going you're going to miss his big week.
2: Right. And so That's here, here's my plug for Adamola Lookman. He is essential
0: to what they're doing.
2: To what Fulham is doing. That's true. I'm and agree. is part of a Fulham attack that is currently 7th in the league for shots. That's weird. Fulham is seventh. That's weird. In shots, Fulham is
1: not in the bottom three, and they're two penalties away from two more points in the table. That's
2: another good way to has, look at it, Scott. Fulham has taken 126 shots this season. Chelsea has taken 132. Just for just for perspective, they have six fewer shots than Chelsea. They're right in the middle of the table for shots on target. They've taken they put 42 shots on target. Leicester has 45. Like. It's this is an attack that has gotten so obviously better from the moment that Lookman has started playing regular minutes for them. Like they they they're seventh for shots at home. They're seventh in shots away. Like they, this isn't like oh they're great you know where they're when where they're playing or something like that.
1: You still left out a key part. What they also benched
2: Mitrovic. Oh that is a really important that not having uh, bringing Alexander Mitrovic on at the end was for, it the 89th minute for the chance to get a header so <laughs> at who stoppage was time striker for them was
0: Lookman I said it earlier
1: Cavallero was Cavallaro listed up front and who was it just him He was him? the lone forward in the st- in the starting lineup and
0: he's a midfielder then playing in in advanced position. Yeah, but let's not get, let's I'm not get not ahead going of ourselves. There, Lookman,
1: Lookman is maybe, as you know. Brian made the case for Lookman, I don't think you make the case anywhere we else. We
0: got all three
1: bonus points. West Ham 2, Aston Villa 1. Jared Bowen made the dream team, as we mentioned, so did Ogbonna. This had all the makings of a good UFC main event uh, for the weekend. This was a great game. Blood, late VAR drama, Watkins missed penalty kick, Michael Antonio returns. Mm-hmm. I have a Jack Grealish thing too. Mark
0: Noble played.
1: <laughs> Mark Noble <laughs> how played. How
0: could you not how could you leave that out, Scott? If uh, I never
1: uh, see Jack Grealish stick his leg out in front of a defender or put his body in really front really of a good defender he's really good to, draw, to draw a foul yeah. again in my lifetime, well, I will still never miss it. No, I
0: don't watch English National games and don't watch Aston Villa games because he's really freaking good at it.
2: I hope that somehow uh, um, Everton end up with Jack Grealish so we can get the Hamas Rodriguez Grealish Richarlison, Richarlison midfield that we all Holy. that we all deserve. second shots just for game. your sake. Um
1: I hear La Liga's better.
0: <laughs> hey Grealish is fouled.
1: He's legitimately fouled. He draws them better than anybody else right
0: now. He's he's it's a talent.
1: Jared Bowen.
0: He, he's skilled in the dark arts. Scott. And you know,
1: what? I, I mean, I already just dislike the guy and the way he plays. It just makes me dislike him even more.
2: It's I'm really, not saying he doesn't do it well. He I was going to say. To I
0: Arsenal just don't like Football it. Club. I was
2: going to say, it's painful because he continues to do really well this season. How
0: much would it cost to get him to Arsenal Football Club?
2: A lot. More than Arsenal point. could pay? He's not staying at Villa for too
0: long. I know that. That's my point.
2: Um, I was going to say, the, you know, Jared, Jared Bowen and Pablo Fornell is the London version of Podence and Neto. They It's really fun for people that own just one of them because they alternate which week they do oh, good. nice. Yeah. Um, but Bowen... That's why I don't have either. Look, just to go back to the James Ward-Prowse thing, Jared Bowen is seventh in midfielder scoring. It's Fornell, crazy. And Fornell's is tenth. And I just... They I, just
0: I, keep producing. I
2: know. They're playing really well, and now, like we said, you, like... Antonio, really glad that he made it through a half. You know they're going to manage his minutes until a he's back to full health, and b the same fixture congestion is coming up for them That's as right. it is for everyone I else. I know it. Look, I know Ogbana scored a great goal here. Uh, nice for uh, Ben Rama to get on the to get an assist uh, to get his first attacking returns for West Ham. As an Ollie Watkins owner, and for the many people who have recently gone to Ollie Watkins And for
0: the guy who bets on Ollie Watkins.
2: Ollie Watkins. I will admit to thinking about a couple of Watkins (laughs) bets.
0: Of course you did. I'm thinking of the bet. And I'm like, holy frick, he just scored that. (laughs) He's off sides. And they're like, yes, penalty. (laughs) Oh, you killed it. You killed it. He kicked it over the goal.
2: Zero fantasy points for Ollie Watkins. Zero points in a day where had he finished with 15, it would not have Uh, been uh, unheard of.
0: Honestly, Brian, that is a huge point. Like a 15 to zero So
2: Ollie Watkins, uh, two two big chances, zero goals. He missed the obvious big chance in the first half. Created an unbelievable, perfect opportunity for Trezeguet, who then kicked it in the worst possible way. (laughs) To not score. It's so so he set up Trezeguet for what should have been Trezeguet's first goal in forever. Uh, misses the penalty, which is the dumbest thing. You know, I, I assume that uh, Ollie Watkins is not going to be taking penalty kicks anymore. Uh, I think what they said, four misses in six attempts at penalties. The question of why he's even taking them at all at this point is uh, was raised Scott, definitely by Tim Howard Scott, and maybe this, others.
0: This brings up something that should enjoy you to announce.
2: You want me
1: to give the Christian Menteke Wasteful Player of the Week award here to Ollie Watkins?
0: Oh, it's, there is no question.
2: It is <laughs> there Ollie is Watkins. no question. If you weren't going to give it to him, <laughs> I, might, I might make an wait, award wait. out of mashed potatoes and walk it to his house. <laughs> did
1: Christian Menteke leave his boots in the villa? Oh. Did, 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 did Ollie Watkins find them buried somewhere deep in the villa dressing hey, room? I'll
0: tell you how deep. I'll tell you what Ollie was wearing. He was wearing one boot from Christian Benteke and one boot from Cameron Jerome. That's how yes. deep that, this yes. game went for wastefulness.
2: Hey, has, has, um, has, I almost said Charles Barkley. I always want to say Charles Barkley. Has Ross pocket. Barkley ever taken penalties wherever he's been? Has there ever been a point where I'm Ross sure Barkley has been a been the penalty taker? I don't know. Where, I, 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 I would did just say, when he
0: at 13, I don't know.
2: You assume from now on that, you know, Ollie Watkins is not taking penalty kicks anymore. The thing that's the most painful, I, look, offside to me is the last thing that was visible on that replay. <laughs> Ogbana is very clearly grappling him. They, He is grabbing at Ollie Watkins. The
0: fact that his... Before the kick
2: happened. The fact that his sleeve is the thing that they measure at that point is like, at that point you just say... There's another penalty there. Agbana's grabbing and pulling him. I, like It is such a ridiculous offside call to make. But look, we got to draw the lines and they're blurry and we all have to live with it. So The lines are ridiculous.
0: Uh, it's just and really agree.
2: frustrating for a guy who had such a great hey, match. Does otherwise. anyone
0: else feel like this? And I, and I want to bring this up now. Maybe I'll bring it up again. In the world that we live in with the Ultra HD and whatever fine, pixelated viewing that we watch on our TVs on a regular basis. Yet, when it comes to VAR and the Premier League broadcasts, it's the most 1980 tricolor pixel I've ever seen. Is it is too much to ask that we just update the cameras?
2: No, you're going to get a blurry view of where the ball <laughs> is striking the passer's <laughs> foot, you're going to get a okay. blurry view down point. the line, and you're going to get you're going to get eight bit uh, regular a uh, Nintendo Entertainment System yes. drawn lines yes. coming down off of uh, bl- I just blurry I don't figures. understand yeah. how we
0: can't upgrade when we have the finest Ultra HD things Listen, everywhere else. Why can't we get it in Premier League? That's well, why I keep going. saying,
1: and I know I'm I'm probably in the minority here, but I think where VAR started to lose the plot was when it started drawing lines on offside. Moving to the F- uh, FPL America Podcast Mini League, Crofty, Mike, Dogfather FC, Dan, and The Pump, Charlie, still in their same spots, 1, 2, and 3, although the race is a little bit tighter. Jenka FC and Darmok at Venegra are back up into the top five. Well done with your scores in the 60s. Hey,
0: Ryan, let's go, dog. What are we doing down there? You dropped to 7th.
1: He is well ahead of you, though, sir. Come on, kid. Hey, I want to give a shout-out. A podcast, or uh, I guess a YouTube show, technically, that uh, I'm in their mini-league gave me a shout-out one week as their top scorer. It made me realize we should be doing the same thing on our podcast, Absolutely. too. And so I want to give a shout-out to to 21 I believe is it's pronounced Amitabha. Uh, first name. If I got that wrong, I apologize, but he scored a 72 tops in our uh, FPL America podcast mini league. Well done there. He had Mar- Emiliano Martinez with the good scores that were in his squad. Stuart Dallas in the back, KDB, Sala, Grealish, Bowen, and Jota. That's a midfield right there. That, that was a great midfield. And then Jamie Vardy was his captain up front for 10 points Man, total.
2: Stuart Dallas, that guy, That's, that is something.
1: 72 points well done on to tw- 2021, and I agree with you on that sentiment. There, top score overall in our podcast mini league, Dave. Yes, sir. We are going to be active on social media Twitter, Hope Facebook, so. Patreon, yes, yes. Instagram. We are there. Continue to follow us at those places. Anything we don't cover on this podcast, we're covering it there during the week when we're able during the matches. Uh, we will make sure that we are continuing the content on a regular basis. FPL America, or FPL America podcast in all of those locations.
0: There was going to be a Friday deadline. There is not now. It is now Saturday morning slash right. afternoon, depending on where you live.
1: We got this episode a little shorter. We didn't totally lie to our listeners. No,
0: it's, it's longer than I wanted it to be. It but is. But it was an excellent pod. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.